mamas! Welcome to the Blessed Mama Podcast. I'm your host, Candice, a very blessed mama. Oh, mamas, I've missed you. I took um, a week off from the podcast unintentionally. Technically, um, it's been two weeks since I've done a life update. Um, By the way, I hope that you can't hear the wind. It is super, super windy here in Southern California. Um, In October, we start experiencing high crazy winds. Um, They're called the Santa Anas and we are deep into um, wind. Um, I don't know, wind season. Um, And unfortunately, there is actually a fire nearby. Um, We are, this is just something we deal with. Um, You know, Louisiana has hurricanes, I think. Yeah, hurricanes and other places. Oklahoma, I believe, has tornadoes and we have fires and wind. So this is totally normal. I hope you can't hear it, um, but it's very, very windy out there. Um, So some things that I need to catch you up on. Number one is we moved. (laughs) Um, I'm so excited. Um, This was something that my husband and I prayed a lot about. As you know, we were living with my parents. Um, We did that for a few reasons. Number one, (laughs) our lease was up in our apartment and because of the pandemic, we could not tour any facilities, any apartments. Um, There just wasn't anything really for rent when we needed it to be. And so we thought, okay, well, we can save money if we move in with my parents. There's two empty bedrooms, and um, my dad is going through cancer treatment right now, and we can help him financially a little bit. Um, So I mentioned that it was really, really difficult on one of my previous podcasts, and it was. It was very, very difficult to, as a 33-year-old mom and wife, move in with my parents. Um... And so ultimately, um, we prayed about it a lot, and we decided that um, we needed to move out of there. And really, it we really weren't saving any money. Um, all our whole entire, all of our belongings were in a storage. And so, um, after a lot of prayer, a lot of thought, a lot of talking, we decided that we would move back um, to where we used to live because also it's much closer to my husband's job. So on top of gas money and storage money, um, we're, we're saving, we're actually saving out here. Um, it's not ideal. We did move back into a one bedroom apartment. Um, but it feels good. It really, really does. Moving is super, super stressful. Um, the last week, I'm not going to lie, was very difficult for me. Um, I felt very, very, very overwhelmed and I was very stressed out. Um, baby boy was very, um, I, I, I guess I could say stressed as well. I think a move is hard on anybody. It was hard on me, so I can only imagine how it was for his little body. Um, even the dog, Grizzly, you know, everyone's just kind of like a little out of whack. So we're slowly but surely getting back into a routine. We're slowly but surely unpacking, getting everything organized. Um, I feel much better today. I feel, uh, I just feel a sense of relief. Um, we got, we got a bunch done this last week. It was slow. It was a lot slower. Um, I am a control freak and I generally can do things very quickly. I would rather spend the time just 
plowing through something so that it's done and it's, you know, taken care of. And that's not possible with a 11 month old. So this week was really hard for me. I had to really, really, really just let go. I had to remind myself, you know, be anxious for nothing. It's one of my favorite scriptures. Um, and I actually posted this on my Instagram a few days ago. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Psalm 61 too. Um, I really, really, really had, I was feeling so overwhelmed and I really had to remember that the feeling of um, being overwhelmed is not given from the Lord. Um, he does not want us to feel overwhelmed. Um, so I just, I, I found that scripture and I just said, okay, when my heart is overwhelmed, which it is, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. And uh, we know that the Lord is much higher than I, so that really did help. Um, I really had to remind myself to just breathe, just breathe, Candice. It doesn't all have to be done in a day. Um, so that was really hard for me. Um, I'm not going to lie. I cried a bunch. <laughs> and yeah, um, so it was stressful, but it was good. And um, that week prior, while we were packing. So we actually, we prayed about moving and it happened very, very quickly. We found this, um, we're actually renting a condo. So we found the condo and I called like to ask about it. They said, yeah, can you come see it? So I think we went like the next day and, um, you know, we filled out our application and we were approved like that night. So maybe the next morning. Um, so it happened very, very quickly and within, I think like the, I think maybe that was like a Thursday or a Friday and then like the next Friday we moved. So it happened very, very quickly. Um, and something I've really struggled with wanting to share with you guys is, um, that week in between that move. Um, I have said multiple times on this podcast that I want it to be raw and real, but at the same time, I don't want to, um, I don't want to be so raw and so real that people get their feelings hurt and that I unintentionally burn bridges. Um, so it's something I really struggle with being, you know, honest because this is kind of my, this is my outlet. I mean, it's not kind of my outlet. This is my outlet. This is my place to share my struggles and, um, accomplishments and, <laughs> you know, all of those different, um, just, it's just, this is my place to share what I want to share. It's my platform, right? So, um, but I really, really, really gone back and forth on whether or not I want to share this, but I did kind of share a little bit on my Instagram and I'm going to go back to that Instagram post. And what I, what I wrote was, um, the way a person treats a child says a lot about them. And the post that I, that I posted with that, um, like quote is my heart absolutely broke today when my 10 month old was intentionally ignored by a family member he kept looking over his shoulder and making noises to try to get their attention but they wouldn't give him the time of day they did this because they're upset with me i grew up in a home where the silent treatment was very common we didn't discuss events feelings or problems we swept them all under the rug it was in that moment today, while I watched my son yearn for the love of someone and not get it, that I realized how hurtful people can be. I cried a lot of tears after I put him down for a nap. I vow today to do whatever it takes to break ties with my family's normal. 
My husband and I are creating our own family and we will love and nurture and discuss. We will not be silent. And I put hashtag silent treatment is abuse. <sighs> okay, so this is like I said, it's really tough for me to discuss this and I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to cause a rift, but this is my place to talk. And if my experiences experiences can help anybody else, well, then I'm going to share them. And I'm not doing this maliciously. I'm doing this to help other people. So the silent treatment was something that I grew up with. It was very, very, very common in my family. And honestly, I just dealt with it. I knew it was, I knew it bothered me, but I just dealt with it because, I mean, what could I do? <laughs> um, so, um, yeah. I never, to be honest, I never realized how hurtful it is, and I never realized how manipulative it is. Um, I think that if you are a person that gives the silent treatment, I would think twice about doing that. I would think twice about who you're doing it to, and I would think twice about why you're doing it. Um, so I did look into it. A bunch this last week um the last week before we moved because the last week for me was complete torture <laughs> at my parents house it was complete torture um I literally cried every single day I did whatever I could to not be in that house um because rather than discussing feelings with me this person decided to ignore me <laughs> my child and my husband um and it just kind of opened my eyes up to how poorly I was treated as a child sometimes. And, and I don't think that, that, that this person does this intentionally to be malicious and hurtful. I think it's their way of coping. Um, but it's not healthy. I think it's a form of manipulation. I think it's a form of controlling a situation that you feel like you don't have control of. And... Unfortunately, I hate to say this, but I think it is a form of abuse. And I say that because when it's used the way I've seen it used in my family, um, I think it is emotional abuse. It's your way of controlling a situation that you have little to no control over and you are manipulating the person that you are not talking to. Um, silence cuts deep. <laughs> Oh gosh, it, it really gets to me. Like I said, I cried every day. Um, so I, uh, I want to talk about that just because it really, it really hurt. It hurt me, but what it really, the reason it hurt me so much is because I saw my son, this little 10 month old, uh, almost 11 month old at the time, confused. <laughs> I'm doing everything I can do in my power to get this person's attention and they're not giving me the attention. So, I just want to I just want to put that out there. Um it's not healthy. It's really not healthy and it hurts and it hurts it hurts in a way that is really hard for me to describe. Because even as a 33-year-old wife and mother, I'm still a daughter and I lost some respect for this person and I honestly never thought I would feel this way right now so it sucks we still have not talked um I still this person still has not talked to me it's been uh over two weeks now I believe so that's not been fun <laughs> um but 
you know, I can only do what I can do. And I know now that I made the absolute correct decision, um, moving my son out of that house. Um, I pray that our relationship will mend and we will all be able to gather and talk and discuss and be a family. Um, but I, I don't have the energy to, to fight that battle right now. So I just wanted to say that, please think twice about giving the silent treatment. It's just, it's not okay. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, so the move <laughs> was very stressful, but, um, yeah, I caught myself last week being very short, um, with, with the baby because he just wanted to be held and I would be organizing something and he would want me and he would need me. So I had to multiple times when I caught myself getting frustrated, I had to stop and just think, uh, he needs you <laughs> and he is your priority. And I was like, oh my gosh, of course he's my priority. And organizing this pantry is not going to, like, <laughs> make or break anything. Like, I need to give my attention to my son. So, uh, that was, it was an interesting week. But you know what? I feel so good today. I feel so much better. Um, I really, really do. So, um, yeah, so that happened. And then I went to an event this weekend. And that was fun. Um, but are you guys, so I actually, I went on a trip to Israel in 2018. Yeah, January 2018. I hope that's correct. I'm so bad with dates. Um, but so I have always from, I don't know, as young as I can remember, I have, I, I, I create very high expectations for events and, and, um, and just things in general, I create really, really, really high expectations. And I, I, I set really high expectations for people. And I remember being, I've done this always. And what this does is I, like, let's say I'm going to, let's say when I was like in my twenties and I was getting ready to go out on the town. Okay. As I was getting ready, as I was doing my hair and makeup, in my mind, I would think, okay, this is gonna, this is how the night's gonna go, and this is what's gonna happen, and this is gonna happen, and I would just pump the whole night up, and then ultimately I would be let down because I had set such a high expectation for that night that I was always disappointed at the end of the night. It didn't go the way I had planned it to go. And so even I remember being in Israel and I remember being, it was a, it was a hiking tour, which in hindsight, oh my gosh, <laughs> I should have never signed up for a hiking tour of Israel. Um, number one, I just was not in good shape, like at all. I was, oh my gosh, like I think I was very overweight, like compared to what I am right now. I was probably like 40 pounds overweight, if not more. Um, I was not in good shape to go on a hiking tour of Israel. Do I regret it? No, not at all. It was amazing. And I'm glad I pushed myself. <laughs> but I remember being on a hike. We were hiking to the top of Mount Arbel. And I remember thinking, I hate hiking. <laughs> like, I literally don't. I do not enjoy hiking. I, I think I despise hiking. What was I thinking? Uh <laughs> It's so funny to look back um, and think that, but uh, 
yeah, I just, I hate hiking and I don't know why I did that, but I'm so glad I went because I learned a lot um, on that trip. But I remember on another day we were, we were walking, it was supposed to be a hike, but it was like, literally we we're just walking like a flat through a flat field. We were trying to get somewhere. I don't even remember where we were trying to get. Um, but basically what happened is <laughs> we were on this trail and like there had been flooding or something like Israel had been going through a pretty intense drought and they finally had received a bunch of rain like right before we had got there and so the trail had basically been washed out and there there was like mud that we were literally getting stuck in like it was intense so anyway we were on this trail and I remember we were walking and we were walking and we were walking and we were walking and I remember my mind just being so angry and annoyed like what is the point of us walking mindlessly through Israel like we literally don't have a destination we don't even know where we're going like what is the point we're not seeing anything we're literally just walking through like a field and I remember having this epiphany like okay Candace <laughs> this is your biggest flaw like this is one of your biggest flaws you like pump everything up you plan everything you think you know exactly how a situation is gonna go and it doesn't go that way and then you get disappointed and I was like, how many people can say that they literally just walked through Israel? Like we were, we were, we were trying to get to the sea. We were like very close to the Sea of Galilee, but we were, like I said, like the trail, it was just weird. So I was like, I'm literally, literally walking where Jesus walked. And this is literally what it would have looked like when he walked here because there were no paths, there were no streets, there were, I mean, there were probably trails, but, like, nothing like what we have today, maybe there were trail markers, who knows, but I was, like, snap out of it, like, you are in Israel, you are walking where Jesus walked, who cares where you were supposed to be going, who cares what you were supposed to be doing, you clearly need to be getting something out of this, and I remember it was literally there that I was, like, oh my gosh, I do this all the time. Like, this is a huge flaw. Stop building things up and just go with the flow. It's really hard for me to do. It's really, really hard. But um, that was that was something that I just like kind of had an epiphany about when I was in Israel. And lo and behold, two years later, you know, I'm still doing the same thing. I'm still setting really high expectations when I shouldn't be. Um, and I'm not saying that this event didn't go like well. Um, I just always anticipate events to go differently. Um, and, um, and this is something that I just struggle with. I just struggle with the fact that uh, I don't have the relationships I wish I had. And I've I've always felt this way. And I've mentioned it before on the podcast. I've said multiple times, oh, I have a few, you know, good friends, but I don't have a lot of friends. And I always anticipate my friendships being much stronger than they are. Or that I think they should be. And I think that it goes back to me just expecting more out of a situation and out of people when it's not realistic. Um, and I'm just curious, do you guys experience this too? Do you, do you anticipate situations <laughs> to go differently and then you, you, you actually like, you let yourself down? It's something I really, really need to work on. Um, cause at the end of the day, I just, 
I never feel, I always leave these um, situations feeling less than. And it's crazy because it doesn't make any sense. I, I created the, the, the hype in my head. And I don't know. It's really frustrating that I do that because I end up getting let down when it's like I'm letting myself down. I don't know. I've been really struggling with that. And I've been, um, also this last week, I did not read like at all. Um, the baby was waking up at literally like five or six every day. And I usually wake up at five to work for an hour, an hour and a half before he wakes up. And so that was really, really hard. Um, so I was kind of looking for a scripture to kind of just help me. <laughs> and I don't know if this necessarily fits. Um, but Prover Proverbs 4.23 came to mind. Um, that scripture says, guard your heart for it is the wellspring of life. So to me, it's like, okay, <laughs> it's good for us to have these desires and expectations, but when those desires and those expectations go unmet, they make my heart like feel sad. <laughs> and obviously like in life, so many things are like desires and um expectations are not going to go as planned like that's just it's not going to happen and god expects us to like it says guard your heart he expects us to guard our heart so that we don't get hurt um and so i think i think i'm like breaking that down correctly i don't know maybe it's a stretch but that guard your heart really just stuck out to me. Guard your heart for it is the wellspring of life. Like, stop setting yourself up for failure because it's unavoidable. Like, what I'm doing is going to lead me to a situation that is going to, like, hurt, you know? It's almost as if I'm hurting myself. I don't know. It's kind of strange. Um, I don't know. I would really love to know if you guys feel the same way. Um, so yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's been a crazy, it's been a crazy week. Um, I guess I just always feel like I'm, I don't know. I feel like I'm, I, I just don't know how to express this properly. And again, I'm not saying these things to be malicious or to hurt anybody's feelings. I'm just, I'm just saying them to get them out there. Um, I don't know. I just... I think I just wish I had better friendships than I do. Um, but maybe that's unrealistic. <laughs> um, I try to be a good friend and I try to check in on people and I try to, to make them feel special. Um, and I, you know, I learned this lesson at my wedding. I learned this lesson the hard way. Oh, so I had a photographer at my wedding, obviously. And, um, I had planned all the photos out, you know, with the bridal party, but what I didn't plan out, and I literally, I regret this to this day, I didn't plan out photos at the reception. So my photographer, I just didn't vocalize with her that I really wanted photos, like I wanted her to take photos of me with my guests, um, and I wanted like candid photos. I didn't, I didn't vocalize that until 
I mean, obviously it was way too late. And I honestly, at the wedding, I didn't even have time to think about it. And so what ended up happening is I have all these really pretty photos with my bridal party and I have some photos with my immediate family, but I have no photos basically with any of my guests or like, like I have no photo. I do not have a single photo with my grandma who passed away this last December. I don't have a photo with my grandpa. I don't have a photo with my aunt. Um, who is ex I'm extremely close with um so that literally just like broke my heart and so now whenever I plan an event like for example my baby shower when I had my baby shower I hired a photographer and I literally like had her take a photo of me with every single guest number one just for the memories and because I literally regret not having those photos from my wedding but I feel like it makes people feel special. Um, you know, like I want, I wanted those people to feel special and I wanted them to feel, um, like I, I don't know, I guess special is the only way to describe it. I really just wanted them to, to know that I was thankful that they came and they, 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 they spent their time and energy to come to my, to that, to this event. And with my son's first birthday party, if we have it, I'm still on the fence. Um, I want to do the same thing. It's really, really important for me to, to kind of capture those moments. I'm really, really, really bad at taking photos. I'm really bad at, um, like documenting things like that and so honestly I think the easiest way is to just hire a photographer um you can get photographers for pretty decent prices especially if you find somebody that's um kind of like still learning um and that's just something like I said it's a huge regret that I have for my wedding and so just moving forward I always want to ensure that like that's something I really focus on um but I don't know I just I know events are hard and I don't know. I guess I just felt like, I don't know. I don't know how to say it because I feel like it's going to be taken the wrong way and I don't want that to happen. So, uh, anyway, in regards to my son's first birthday party, which is in a month, um, I'm still on the fence about planning a birthday party. I have the whole theme planned. I, ha I basically have the whole party planned. Um, and I would basically need to send out invitations like right now. Um, but with the way everything's going, like, so his birthday is the 22nd and Thanksgiving is, gosh, let's see. Thanksgiving is always, what, the third Thursday of the month? Let's see. Thanksgiving this year is going to be November, Thursday, November 26th. So his birthday is the weekend before. So I don't know. In California, <laughs> the governor is crazy and he's saying like he's setting all these crazy expectations or like rules and regulations and like to be honest I don't really care <laughs> I know the virus is real I know people that are obviously are getting it and some are dying but like I don't know I don't know what to do it's my son's first birthday party I don't want to miss out on those memories part of me just really wants to do it um we would do it at a park we would do it outside um I don't know. I just don't know. I don't even know if it's worth it. Is it worth it? Like, are people going to come? Are they going to be scared? Are they going to be anxious? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So that's something that's really tough. And I'm, I'm going back and forth. Like I said, I have the whole thing planned. <laughs> oh, I really want to do it. I just, I'm wondering, like, if we do it at a park, like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. So that's something that I'm going over right now in my mind um 
trying to figure out if I want to do that. So, um, anyway, I think, I think that's all I have to update you guys on. Um, I have two people, um, that I have lined up for this next month, hopefully. Um, we've, we've emailed back and forth and I really am praying that they, um, can, um, talk to me soon and I can get them on the calendar. Like it's set in stone. Um, I really want to have more guests on for you guys. Um, the episodes with guests are like doing very very well um I mean blew my expectations out of the water um so that's that's been awesome I would love to get some more followers for me um for my just like people that are listening for me um but the interviews I pray are helping a lot of people we've we've covered a few different topics we've covered you know um, the loss of a child and drowning, um, safety. We've covered, um, being a mom and a business owner and, um, going, what it's, you know, like going through a divorce a little bit. Um, we've covered food allergies and, you know, I've shared my food allergy story. Um, I've shared a lot on here. <laughs> a lot of people are telling me I'm sharing too much. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for a few more interviews coming up. I still haven't decided what I'm going to do for the month of December. Um, interviews are kind of trickling um, out in, during the month of December um, just because of the holidays. Um, I would love to not take a break. I would love to keep going. Um, I just don't know if I'm going to be able to get anybody to interview during the month of December. I could get some, you know, family and friends though. Maybe I could do that. Um, all right, mamas, I hope you enjoyed what you heard. Please subscribe to this podcast. Leave me a review and rate this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. And please make sure it's positive. We all know I have a giggle and it's, please don't complain about it. If you are bothered by my giggle, please, please email me, send me an email. Let me know if you are bothered by something, please email me and tell me that you're bothered by it. Otherwise, you can email me at blessed mama podcast. That's blessed mama podcast at gmail.com. Please, if you have a negative review or just something negative to say, email me. We can talk about it. I'm okay with that. <laughs> but when you give me a really low review, it just really affects everything. Um, so anyway, you can always find me on Instagram at blessed mama podcast. I hope you have a very blessed day, mamas. Bye. Bye.